So welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show. Absolute pleasure today. We're going to have our latest Shrednate winner, Tom Dowson. So Tom's come all the way over from Bristol to train shoulders with me at the weekend, which was epic. Uh, before we begin, I just want to remind you guys that we've just actually launched this afternoon the brand new version of Shrednate with a whole new app and workout system. We get a new custom diet every day if you want to. You can full flexibility with absolutely everything. And there's a completely updated new training system as well. So that's all launched for anyone who's interested. The link is below the podcast involved. And welcome very much, Tom, um, Tom to the podcast after that subtle plug. Yeah, all good. Nice, nice film. Thank you. And um, how did you find uh, our training session then at the weekend? Though? So like, it, it was a pleasure. Like for me, this is something I get huge joy from is like meeting people in person who've been through this experience because uh, a lot of people think I'm sort of some sort of, uh, I don't exist. I'm just someone dancing around the internet. And uh, I think it's so nice to be able to put like a name to a face and like meet people in person. At first, I was really shocked how tall you were as well. I really didn't come across from your, your translation photos. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very short. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit surprised. I, I, that sort of thing, you don't really take it, take any sort of notice of when it's on social media because yeah. there's no context. No. Um, but no, it was really good. Um, it was a, it was nice being back in the gym. That was that, that was quite different. Uh, really nice meeting you. And just having a proper, proper, a bit of a beasting in the gym, the volume was something I was a bit, I wasn't used to the volume and maybe the rest periods are a bit shorter than I've been giving myself, which is which is why I was getting to the point of failure at what, two and a half kilograms, <laughs> uh, which is which is nothing. <laughs> but it was really good fun. No, 100%, 100%. And like, one of the interesting things you mentioned, um, which I really picked up on in, in the conversation we had on that day was that... Um, there was like a real pivoting point for you. I think when you looked back at a photo recently from like, I was like this time last year. Um, how does that make, how, how did that come about? Yeah. So, so I, I guess there were, there were two, cause I, I looked back, I did the Shrednate from January through to, uh, through to March. And it was just looking at the photo that I'd taken on the first day of that first Shrednate program where I was 90, 98 and a half, 99 kilos. And, I'd had a pretty gluttonous Christmas period, drank a lot, eaten a lot, and was just sat in the front room feeling a little bit sorry for myself, going, how am I, how am I going to get out of this? I've got an idea in my head about where I want to get to, and I don't necessarily know how to get from A to B. Uh, so I started having a little look online, came across your Shrednade program, started looking through some of the uh, the transformation photos, and was just thinking, yeah, these guys have done it, but is it real? Could I do it? And Maria just said to me, what have you got to lose? Uh, just sign up. So it was that photo that I was looking at and comparing sort of six months later going, there's about two and a half stone difference between these two photos. Uh, and it was, it's just a massive gulf between the two. It was a bit of a shock. I think something you mentioned there, which I think was, which is really awesome is the, like your wife Maria uh, pushed you into doing it, pushed you into doing it politely. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it is awesome because that's so important to have us like a good support network around you, which I know is something you've massively had throughout this process, which has helped with the results because I think that can often be something that some people um, can struggle with. Um, so your yeah. wife's been very supportive for you, hasn't she? Well, completely. Yeah. She, she pushed me over the edge into doing it in January and then, because the first the first Shrednate program, when gyms were open, I was going to the gym every night, uh, getting home from work, helping with the kids' bedtime, and then basically walking back out the door from half past seven till half past nine, ten o'clock at night every day. 
and and she's still here. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and, and then we got we got to the end of it, and and I did a couple of months of just trying to sort, of sort out my own sort of exercise. Uh, then this this whole pandemic thing happened, and we were just sat chatting. And I said, "There's another one starting soon. Why don't we both do it?" And she was really keen, jumped on board, and did sculpting eight. Um, and I, I think, as I said at the weekend. We, we just got to the point where it's pretty relentless having two young kids and trying to work two full-time jobs at the same time. So we'd sit down in the morning and figure out, well, what does your session look like today? How long do we think that's going to take? What does mine look like? How long do I think it's going to take? And then generally one of us would exercise late afternoon while the other one looked after the kids. And then whoever hadn't exercised at that point would do it after the kids went to bed, seven, eight o'clock, something like that. Uh, and then we planned the rest of the day really around like what, what's what's the first priority get your workout done second priority get your food sorted so that you can do the best workout you can and then right well what, what work commitments can't you move and then fit children and the rest of work around those, those things i'm saying i think I, I saw that with your feedback that then came through and that was one of the first things that really caught my eye was like how awesome like you both almost taking in terms of childcare to support one another in terms of training is really cool uh, which like automatically I had huge respect for both of you for that because it's really really good to see um, in terms of from like sort of a habits and a mindset sort of thing uh, how do you feel now compared to when you were like maybe say 12 months ago with everything I think probably just more educated yeah um, so when it comes to I had been using my fitness pal for the six months leading up to the start of my first trip program and I had been trying to maintain some control over what I was eating, but I think some of the things that I've noticed definitely affect my energy levels and, and how I, I sort of react to food or when I eat those food groups through the day. Um, so historically for me, I'm, I might have tried to hit a, a macro split that was not 100% different from what I have under the Shrednate program, but I would have still been having uh, a big bowl of, of Wheatos in the morning and then I'd have been having like a protein bar at 10 o'clock and then maybe another chocolate bar. And I might have been trying to have rice and chicken as my main meals, but it, it, it wouldn't have been particularly structured. Uh, and the concept of a pre-workout meal, a post-workout meal and an intra-workout were things that I, I just didn't, I didn't have as part of my repertoire. Uh, so the educational side is, is probably the biggest change for, for me and for Maria going forward. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Do you think you'll stick with that approach going forward now? Because that's probably like a very an eye-opening experience when you, you start to realise how much better your body performs when you actually like feed it correctly at the right times. Like I always like to give you an analogy of like it's putting like like the highest grade fuel you can in a racing car versus putting diesel in it. Like if you put the wrong thing in, in your body at the wrong time, like it's not going to work correctly. Yeah, I, definitely. I, mean, I did I did a lot of rowing when I was younger and. Uh, my concept of carb loading was something that we did used to do. But if I was carb loading, I'd, I might have, you know, a kilogram of, of pasta as a pasta bake the night before uh, and then just drink Lucasaid. Um, it, it's, it's quite, quite different. And this is obviously clearly a lot more effective. Um, the, the problem is when you, you go with that sort of carbohydrate approach, you almost put yourself into like a carb coma. And then it's almost like difficult then to almost like mentally get yourself stimulated because you feel so lethargic because you've had, you're wired with like probably a kilo pasta the day before. You've got tons mm. of liquid, like sugar and carbs floating around your system. And it's then difficult to almost fire yourself up for that. I, I, I remember as about a 15 year old get, going to the international championships and my friend's mum waking us all up 
at 4.30 in the morning to feed us spaghetti bolognese. And we all thought at the time, what on earth is happening? Like, we're not racing until seven o'clock. In hindsight, that probably wasn't the worst thing that we could have been doing. But we were all there going, what are you doing? Why are we eating spaghetti bolognese when it's dark outside? <laughs> That's a supportive mum giving you that at that time, I must say. Well, that was, yeah, yeah that was, uh, again, coming back to your point, support network just yeah. at, the, at the moment for me now it's it's it's, it's a wife and children not uh, not a parents yeah exactly it's yes. adult problems <laughs> exactly it's uh as things happen. before this podcast as well uh, interestingly you, you were impressed today's the first day you've had with some peace and quiet because the kids have gone back now and see so uh what i think is even more impressive about what you've achieved is during like probably something that's been the most stressful time of a lot of people's lives maybe the last few months with um, huge amounts of uncertainty, like lack of equipment, lack of knowing really what's going on. Like everything has been sharp in the air for absolutely everyone, and it still is really to a lot of degrees. Um, do you want to delve into that a little bit more? And how has that, did that maybe give you a bit more tunnel vision or something to maybe focus on outside of some of the negative stuff going on in the world? Yeah, I, I, think, I think the program and the workouts uh, and, the, and the routine uh, definitely helped because we, we got to a point where between the two of us, we were trying to fit in 70 hours of work over five days with no childcare and then trying to fit in a couple of hours of workouts on top of that. And it, it, it was just relentless. Um, by the time you'd finished working, finished working out, it was 10, 11 o'clock at night. And one or the other of our kids would be waking up at 5 a.m. They, they still do wake up at 5 a.m. But, um, but so you had five hours of, of break, six hours of break in a 24-hour period, and the rest of that time you, were, you, you had to be pretty much switched on to either, right, I'm, I'm in work mode or I'm in childcare mode. So, yeah, this, this week we've got both kids in nursery, and, uh, yeah, the, the peace and quiet of not having any children in the house for a period of time is pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I didn't ask you this out of actual interest. What did your th- kids think of the whole process? Did they notice anything, or...? Um, no, one is too small. The other, uh, she's, she's three and a half. She's, she, she loves what she calls chocolate porridge. Okay. So for her, she, she's noticed that we've eaten different things and, uh, she loves the yogurt meals, but for her, she's like, she wants yogurt, granola and, and chocolate, i.e. the chocolate honeycomb whey, yeah. uh, isolate. And she loves the, the chocolate porridge. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of people don't feed their children. Uh, oats, protein powder, and frozen raspberries microwave together. Uh, my children love it. <laughs> Thing is, though, you talk about like this is actually something I really want to try and get into. It's helping like kids and nutrition and things like that because I feel if you can correct and catch people at that point, then you can undo so much potential bad habits that happen in people's lifestyles. So, um, but like that for like kids, it's got a real sweet taste to it, and they're not going to know the difference between that and like a chocolate pudding realistically. Um, no, and, it, and it's good for her. It's got all the right. Somebody might say, "Hang on, you're giving your children protein." I'm like, "Well, how, what, what, how is that any different to giving them a piece of steak or some chicken?" Or it's, it's, it's a, she needs it to grow. Exactly, exactly. Children actually would need more than anything. So it's a top parenting tip. And I think when I get there one day, that that'll be one of the things that I'll be uh, we'll be trying out there. It'll be a kids' recipe book. We'll see what see where that goes, but. Um, chocolate porridge will be top 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 of the list and <laughs> um, from a training side of things tom was there like anything different that you tried or that you learned like i know uh you've obviously you've done the full gym program you've been training at home a lot more recently 
like what would you say has been some of the different things you've tried, like tried you found out like you maybe learned about yourself uh i i'm i'm quite a sort of numerical person so something that was a big a, a, a big game or a game changer for me was getting a um there's lots of different types of watch but getting a garmin watch yeah and and really focusing on what that was telling me so uh, competing with myself, whether it was the hill sprints, so like, how fast I, I did all of them on the same section of road, so I could try and run faster every single time, and then I'd average them over the session and look at how that average compared with the last time I did it two weeks before. Um, to even to the point of going, well, what do I think I want to achieve in this session? If it was one of the circuits based, well, okay, I've got to do five five of these circuits get to the end of it have a look and think well how many calories have i burnt have i theoretically burnt most things obviously not it's not completely accurate um how do i feel shall i do another one and i was a bit more goal orientated with with hitting certain um sort of slightly more numerical targets based on what the watch was telling me based on what my heart rate was telling me uh, whereas in the gym sessions I, I didn't have that and it was it was more how do i feel uh, something I've started to do on the, the last six weeks is actually write down what I've done in each session. So I've never been the sort of person that would say, I've done three sets of eight and I did 60, 70 and 80 kilos. I would just go in, do a weight session and go home. Um, so I, I, from, from my perspective, this, this last six weeks, I definitely will continue doing that because it is interesting to try and beat yourself because I'm, I'm pretty competitive and with, with this sort of thing, you, you can only really compete against yourself. What did I lift last time? What am I going to lift today? And then if you feel weaker, then I guess coming back to your earlier point, what did I do differently today? Did I eat differently? Did I sleep differently? Why do I feel weaker today than I did a week ago? I should feel stronger. I've done more training. Uh, it's one of those, there's two things that I really picked up from what you said there. And one was, uh, like your own competitive nature, which I presume you probably get from rowing when you're younger, you wanted to compete with yourself. And that's so important because people often look at each other, like other people for competition or inspiration, or it's really you need to look internally at yourself. And like, it's not about being better than someone else, it's being better than you were yesterday. And it's a bit corny, but like, as you said, like you should be looking to try and improve all the time. And if you can improve your performance with your training, then your body will improve as a byproduct of that naturally as well. So um, that, that really, really like shows through i'm with with the whole uh tracking of weights and reps i I think there's a lot of place for that and i think it it does definitely help to like you're very much a numbers orientated guy i'm gonna guess from work as well so i think that probably like that with your driven nature like channels you into that very well to perform well in these things so it's uh really really good to see i think the other thing is one of the sessions that i remember on on the the home-based um should nate program was uh it was, was a decreasing sort of pyramid of 30 reps on certain exercises, then 25, then 20, then 15. And I remember the first time I did that, I got to the end and looked at my watch and thought, I've only done 10 minutes of exercise. Well, I'll do it again. So I did it again. I thought, right, I've got to go faster this time. So yeah. the second time, it was about 20 seconds faster. You know, okay, still feel pretty good. Right, I'm going to do it again. And just constantly sort of competing. And the same session cropped up two weeks later. And I was like, Okay, I can remember remember what I did last time. Right, I'm going to beat that, and then again it starts. Of how long is it going to take me? Nine and a half minutes. Right, I'll do it again. Nine minutes twenty seconds. Great. But to the point where, I, when I was almost towards the end of the circuit, I'd be tracking the time and going, right, how long do I have? I've got another sixty reps. I've only got a minute. I'm going to have to speed up. 
again, it's one of those things you were saying a second ago. It's like you also not only you, you you're aware of how well you're training, but you're actually like listening to your body's own like biofeedback in terms of like, do I feel tired? Like what foods are sitting well with me? These sort of things, and like that's where. I find so many people completely switched off to the way their body works. Like they have no idea what foods are actually like suit them and digest well with them. What, what like causes them any issues. Uh, and they're just not really aware of how they feel. And I find when people start to come into like a training program like this, it's almost like quite an eye opening experience from that side of things to realize like, this is how your body should feel because people get so used to feeling crap that they think feeling crap is feeling good. Whereas like, you don't want to just feel like good. You want to feel awesome. Like, I think I, I, I think I said this on Saturday. We, we were looking, uh, we, we were out, out looking at our house because we're, we're, we're trying to go for a house move at the moment. And we found ourselves in the middle of nowhere, no food prep, nothing to eat. So we just went to a pub to get some lunch. And, and I looked at the menu and thought, okay, I'll, I'll, have, a, I'll have a chicken burger. That, that looks like it's probably the healthiest, healthiest thing on the menu. And then walking around this house, I, I thought I was just going to gag. I felt so, so ill from just, just eating something that was greasier and just not not as good for me as the food that I've been eating for the last six months. Um, Maria had a similar uh, reaction recently where she had a massive bowl of pasta that was left over because the kids didn't eat it and was actually sick. Uh, and we were, we were sort of chatting about it afterwards and going, I wonder if you've got some sort of bug. And then about a week later, she had some more pasta and had a similar reaction. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's something in that that you've got an intolerance to and we should start, start thinking about whether you should be eating those sorts of foods. Whereas before... We'd have just plowed on, had a pasta bag. She might have felt ill afterwards, and we'd have just gone and rest of the bag. Yeah, and it's 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 funny. Even now, I'm the same. I've, I've suddenly realised I have a slight gluten intolerance, so I can't have oats if I can only have gluten free oats. And then I'm like, I'm like, I'm 30 years old. And it's taken me 30 years to work this out, and I'm a pretty clued up individual. So I like, and then I look at other people who are so oblivious to some of these things. That's one of those things I just really try and get make people aware of. Is like these things make a big big difference to you in terms of how you feel, how you perform, and actually also your overall health. Um, so it's really, really important to try and be aware of these things. Um, in terms of like the program and everything you've achieved so far, what would you say was the big thing that was holding you back initially while you were sitting on the fence? Because obviously if you've been in that, uh, that six-month period, say from last summer to sort of Christmas, January time, we hit, hit the breaking point, we had too many mince pies or whatever it might have been. Um, what was it that was probably holding you back during that point, do you think, about really taking control? Uh, I, for me, I think it's probably the last few years consistency. I've not had a problem with with going to the gym yeah. and working hard or, or jumping on spin bike. Have, have you always gone to the gym? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, and that's the same thing as like everyone who, and I was the same probably from like twenty to twenty five. I didn't really progress that much. I probably trained more than I do now. But like all that energy wasn't channeled in the right direction. And as soon as you put everything in the right direction and make it look maybe like, like 10% more consistent with your nutrition. Like the results you get back are like 50% more, I'd say probably. Yeah. I've had, I've had periods where I've done other sorts of exercise a few years ago or well, before Maria and I got married, we thought, how, how do we, how do we get fitter before we get married? Cause she, she was talking about going on a diet and I was like, we don't really want you to do a crash diet cause that's not particularly healthy. So we picked a marathon that was being run the week before our wedding. And we trained for a marathon and we did, we did that. And that's probably the last time I was relatively lean. That was about five years ago. But that was, that was a completely different type of training. And there was no focus on food. It was just, we'll, we'll do a, it's not quite couch to 5K, but we'll do a marathon training program. We'll eat whatever we want to eat and we'll get fitter. 
Um, but going back to your question, it, the reason we, we, were, we got quite a fit doing that is we were really consistent. We did a Sunday run, we did a, a Tuesday run, we did a Thursday run. The difference over the last five years that it caused me to struggle, I think, was that there was no consistency. Week on week, I was doing different training. Uh, I was eating whatever I wanted to eat. And the last six months, I think it's that consistent approach to what am I eating? When am I eating it? How much am I eating? Um, I, I'm an absolute terror. If, if you if you make a cottage pie or any, any sort of uh, pasta bake or anything like that, I will go back and attack it with a spoon for the next three or four hours after you've taken it out of the oven. And I might have given myself a reasonable portion size to start with, but I probably eat two or three times that amount by the time you actually finish. It's, um, uh, yeah, I'm very much the same. And I don't know if you find I do the same thing where I, now what I do if my wife makes something like that is I serve it onto my plate and then I'm, I like I try not to have it on the table in front of me because what happens is I, I'll eat everything. Oh, and I, just I, keep going. Yeah, they just keep going. It's like never ending. No, you, you, you've got to put it back in the oven and then yeah. wait till it's cold and then put it in a Tupperware container. You can't leave it out. It's just too tempting. So for the last six months, yeah, not, not doing that, being more consistent. Meal prep. Uh, I, the first night I remember picking up uh, the, uh, the, the nutrition plan back in January. It was a bit of a faff. And I was like, oh, I've got all this food I need to prep. And then I guess you just get into go, going to your point about habits. You just get into habits. And on a Sunday, you cook a certain amount of food and then throughout the week you're just periodically topping up what you've got in the fridge so that you've always got enough i think that's been a positive for, uh, for lot about lockdown because i've been working at home i've not been having to um prep small tupperware containers to take to work i've just got a big tupperware container of chicken in the fridge a big one of greens uh and i just take what i need throughout the day and that's been really really easy I think that's interesting you said that. I think that's one of the reasons why you've done so well is you've got such a positive attitude because, like again, talking about the lockdown situation, it's like taking the positives out of these things. It's like, what can you learn? And there's lots of benefits to take from the situation at the moment. People still, a lot of people still working at home. So uh, 100% massive respect for you for that. And um, huge congratulations for everything you've done in terms of progress in the program because I know you've inspired a lot of people. So I know you said you've had a lot of people message you the amount of people who messaged me being like that's insane so uh huge congrats yeah and after obviously you popped some photos on the gym session on saturday and that's kind of that's kind of ramped up since then only about half the messages are in foreign languages i'm like i don't don't know what you're saying to me (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just like thumbs up well done yeah thanks (laughs) no idea what you just do like the arm pump emoji that's what i normally do if i don't understand (laughs) presume for the best and uh, one, one last question before we wrap things up. I know we, uh, I obviously gave you the prizes and the cash on Saturday. What are you going to spend that on? Were you going to put that towards your what bike that you bought? Or yeah, 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 definitely. I think it's uh, definitely that. That that was um, one of those things we thought about for a long time. And we we're thinking, well, well, when lockdown finishes, are we likely to go back to the gym? And our gym membership had, had been ramped up in price. Uh, and Elizabeth had just got to the age where we'd start having to pay £35 a month for her. So we were looking at it thinking it's going to be £200 a month just for our gym membership for the three of us. Well, we can we can buy quite a lot of stuff for £2,500 over the course of a year. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we set up some sort of space at home? And I've seen there's a couple of guys on the Facebook group who, who are doing their own home gyms that look awesome. Ours is not that good. Ours is just the garage that we've put a load of rubber matting down, got a power cage, um, I already had a rowing machine because that, that was 
that was a few years ago thinking, how do I get fit? I'll buy a rowing machine and then never use it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we've got a reasonable setup and I think we'll just work out from home. So yeah, it, it, it went, went towards the walk bike. So thank you very much. Good to hear. Uh, one last thing, if anyone's sitting on the fence, what would, what would you say to them, Tom? Yeah, that we've got nothing to lose from having, having a go. Uh, I, I was sat there in January looking in the mirror going, I've got an uphill battle I need to climb here. Um, took a step forward six months later. Um, I'm in the best shape I've been since I was a teenager, really enjoying food, really enjoying my, my workouts, feeling healthy. Just go for it. You've got the kids eating protein porridge, so uh, yeah, <laughs> win-win. <laughs> Giant children. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Breeding some athletes there, so we'll see what comes out of Bristol soon. Um, so thank you so much for your um, time today, Tom. I like anyone who hasn't seen Tom's transformation, if you check out my Instagram, it is completely insane. And anyone who wants to get involved in the program, uh, hit the link below. We'd love to have you on board. So uh, look forward to seeing how you get on the next few weeks, Tom, and hopefully catch up with you soon. So thank you so much. No worries. Cheers.